kind of hey a- everybody it's uh mike with threadweird here as always i've got tyler and kevin with me so what we're going to be talking about today number one hopefully you guys can see this um <laughs> last time we tried to do this today, number one hopefully you guys- we uh we had a little bit of an issue um so yeah if you're watching and you can see this send me a message send one of these guys a message leave a comment uh let us know that we're actually talking to something other than a blank space yeah tell them what happened last time um last time i i don't know if we exactly know what like what happened um but last time we had an awesome conversation going i think we were probably a good 45 minutes in and my my wife runs down the stairs and she just kind of looks at me with this like like fear in her eyes and she goes there's nothing on the screen it's just a black screen um so at that point you know i i just kind of said wait a minute what and yeah we we actually found out that on every platform that we were broadcasting to uh it was it was just a black screen so we recorded a approximately an hour of just blackness no audio yeah even even the recording was black and the recording yeah so when your wife came down to inform us that the live stream was black i thought that's okay no problem i got a backup recording Mm -hmm. we'll just put it on you know we'll just post it later yeah. And just don't mention the guy's name. I, it was behind the guy, behind the guy. Don't say it. Thing don't, say it. don't mention his name. Let's just forget <laughs> that ever happened. Yeah. Okay? Put so, it out of your brain. Stay on the ombre. So it turns out my recording, my supposed recording of this session was uh, not available to download either. Which but is, we know that our session got transcribed because we have a hour of blackness recorded on Twitch and several Facebook pages and elsewhere. Yeah. And so I mean think it's because we mentioned certain names we're not supposed to mention, and it got shut down. We got yeah. censored live. So. so we're gonna we're gonna try not to make the same mistake, Kevin. Um, we may talk it. <laughs> Good man. Every time I open my goddamn mouth, I get banned. I get censored. I lose our ad account. Yeah. So hey, Buck, Buck Swain. Yeah. You know every what? Time I we need something, to. You know what we need I'm to do? Alex Jones here. Remember, remember, like in the '90s when when a lot of bands had, and it was mostly, I think like ska bands, they had the hype guy that didn't really do anything. The band, he didn't sing. He just kind of danced around. Yeah. Maybe that's what you should do. I mean, that hurts in ways. I mean, wow, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, but still anyway, I know who that, I know who that guy was. <laughs> So anyway, we just got a comment uh, from Buck Swain. He says that we are live on, I think he said on Twitch. 
So that's a good. Excellent. That's good to know. Thank you. That's Bob. good to know. Thank so you. we'll we'll uh, we'll keep things rolling here. But anyway, yeah, we got just completely blacked out. No sound. No video. No nothing. Um, go figure. Right. Go figure. So let's. Uh, why don't we dive into what we were going to talk about last time, Dumbs. which is Dumbs. Uh, D-U-M-B, capital D, capital U, capital M, capital B, lowercase s. Okay, and we're not D- referring to ourselves, just so you all know. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an... It's an <laughs> <laughs> so DUMS is an acronym for Deep Underground Military Base. Um, we're going to discuss those a bit, and then we'll also dive into one story in particular uh, about a guy named phil Phil. what the hell is his last name i just went blank schneider 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 that's it that's it phil schneider Um, hey phil believe me i shot myself in the shoulder schneider (laughs) (laughs) wait we will get into that okay so anyway why don't we start off with with just kind of the the deep underground military base concept in general um Last time we were talking, I mean, you know, essentially military bases exist. If if you right. think that what you see on a military base, basically everything above ground, um, is all there think, is to it. Yeah, if you think that's all there is to it, you are sorely mistaken. Yes. Um, uh, and if you think that you know they have maybe a level or two below that that you know is like a like a storage basement um, you are you are very sorry you are very sorely mistaken like a movie theater yeah right you know yeah, in the basement well, that's where we keep like the old stuff you know that we don't use anymore resident yeah. evil was a document the old munitions <laughs> so yeah there is a like a like a damn labyrinth supposedly an entire labyrinth under the United States of America, probably in other parts of the world as well. Kevin, I was going to say, <laughs> Kevin has some some unique insight into uh, what he has seen in some of those areas. He can't tell us everything, um, but he can tell. I, I, I can assure you that he knows more than me, knows more than Tyler about it. Um, so what we're looking at right now, what's up on the screen is a map of not only suspected dumbs, but also underground tunnels that connect them. And when I say tunnel, I'm not, you know, talking about like a drug tunnel that you would dig under the border from Mexico Maybe. to the United <laughs> States. I mean, it could be. It could be. I see. Um, Does any go to Burning Man? Does any go to Burning Man? Because that would be well traveled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. It would. Um, Notice there's only one tunnel on this map that looks like it's coming from Mexico. Yeah, and that's the uh, well, so cartel. Yeah, so, so, so it's not like lowly paid workers digging these tunnels. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking, you know, you need to, to string the wire with some lanterns along the, the edge of the ceiling. <laughs> We're talking so, like... So I found this image here. There you go. This... Yeah, I researched that company, by the way. This is an underground boring machine. This is this is actually by a company that's been all over the news lately, called Evergreen or the Evergreen Line. It's a you know so-called 
transportation company. I, I wonder if they lost any crypto in that in that boat crash. Did, did Remember that boating the, that, boat if they, the boating accident, the evergreen boating accident? All I know is the guy drew a big penis in the ocean and then it wrecked. That's so, true. Wait, wait. He, he he didn't only draw a gigantic penis, it was going into a butt. To an ass. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you're the one talking about importing Scottish semen, so so, Speaking of large phallic-looking objects, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the 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 picture that Tyler pulled up, this is the the size of the tunnels we're talking about. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> have you seen the movie Deliverance? Yes. Squeeze, you sure do have a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Buck Swain is mentioning deliverance, and I'm like, oh my god, no. That, <laughs> all of a sudden, go from deep underground military bases to hits in the Appalachian Mountains very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? Do you hear banjos? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Tyler, I'll, we'll let you continue. We interrupted you. Sorry. Well, it looks like Buck Swain wants to continue for me. Oh, okay. So he's he's dropping a lot in here. Yeah. I, hey, thank you, Buck. Thank you for bringing that up. I I wasn't gonna do it. You know what, Buck? We're it's harder to censor someone. We hear you. We hear you, and I think we all agree with you. We can't say like certain names or people's initials. So for right now, we're probably gonna steer clear of that subject, even though I would love to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um. And maybe in the coming days we'll uh, yeah, be a little more loud yeah. to talk about. That. We we gotta we gotta play Sour Patch Kid for a while where we're yes. You know, we gotta be sweet for a while and then we'll get nasty again. So yeah, so uh, this company, the Evergreen Line, was recently on the news for a huge cargo ship that got lodged in the. Um, the, uh, the Suez Canal. Suez Canal, thank you. And yes. uh, it was all over the news. Cost the world billions of dollars in um, in losses, apparently. And there's a lot of theories about what was going on there. I don't think that's really the subject of tonight's. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's for another maybe day. a future session. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that um, Evergreen, which is a transportation company based out of Taiwan, um, that a buddy of mine named Mike Cohen, who's a reporter for Fox News and ABS CBN here in Philippines, was doing a lot of research and reporting on uh, Evergreen as a shipping company and how they've grown and how they've grown. And when you uh, showed this last week, it it's, oh, wow, I didn't know. I mean, it would make sense that they are into tunneling because they're a transportation company, right? Mm -hmm. they, yeah. they get the, um, the long play, right? The long play for- uh, Right, right. Now, so here's what was interesting to me. When I, when I first saw this, it reminded me of Elon Musk. And a few years ago, if you all remember, he came out with this, not a flamethrower, flamethrower it was a limited production product that consumers could buy from his boring company and at the time when he came out with this 
when he when he count came out went, went, went to market with this. I thought it was just a tongue-in-cheek, like making fun of the fact that there's no real company. It's a boring, just you know, lackadaisical, boring ass company. Yeah. But but I have a feeling because you know, fast forward today, we know Elon Musk has his hands all over transportation, Tesla cars, uh, Hyperloop, which is basically hyperspeed trains in a vacuum tube, and SpaceX, right? He's got his hands all over transportation. So now I'm thinking boring company refers to the picture you're seeing on the screen here. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. Yes. Yeah, they're earth. building tunnels all over. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you think about Hyperloop, why would he not, why would he not want to have a, a piece of equipment like this? Totally. Um, I mean, you look at, I mean, look at railway. I mean, yeah, you know, they've dug, they've dug tunnels through mountains. Um, <clears throat> Every, everything that Elon's doing is for his vivid vision of uh, colonizing Mars. So the boring company was an obvious play for him to get into um, creating yes. the, uh, the the market capitalization engine to study tunneling and how that could help with both traffic and his future endeavors on Mars. I also Travis. feel like he he kind of goes out of his way to drop hints about what he's really up to. Oh, he says it outright. He says it outright. Yeah, he says it outright. He says and, it. And sometimes all... he says it outright. Yeah. So here's my question, thought-provoking question. Why would a deep underground boring company need flamethrowers? I don't know. It was on a Joe Rogan thing. They joked about it. So maybe that was why. Or, um, did they? What, what yeah, did they joke about? I, I didn't catch that. The flamethrowers were legal. And um, maybe they were doing it already. I have no idea. But it was just not a flamethrower. It was, I don't know the story behind That's that. That's why they called it not a flamethrower. Right, right, right. So I don't know the story behind that. I just think it was a way for him to make uh, a million, a couple hundred thousand dollars quickly because that, that's what they did. They did an internet marketing campaign for flamethrowers, yeah. raised the money he needed to get the company started. Next so, thing you know, yeah. That's what I thought too when I first saw that whole promo. I thought it was just a publicity stunt. I'll, I'll throw something out there since I'm the, you know, the yeah. crazy one. Um, if you're digging a gigantic tunnel into the middle of the earth or into Mars, you might want to have a flamethrower in case you run into something crazy. That's what I'm thinking. I think that's what, <laughs> I think that's what you know, Tyler was leading us into. Well, going into the Dolce underground base, it, was it does, yeah, that, it does. Uh, it was a tunneling project that broke into an alien base and thus a fire pipe broke out. Yeah. So, wh what? You know, before we get into that, Kevin, um, why don't you give us some of your unique knowledge as to uh, an underground military base? Okay. Um, basically, all uh, all signal centers are underground. So we already understand the that the U.S. had tons of Minuteman missiles and Titan, uh, Titan missiles underground in, in the desert in Arizona, as well as across uh, Wyoming, Montana, it's South Dakota, et cetera. 
So we already understand that concept. So if you extrapolate that uh, a bit further, um, you're going to understand that um, since the 70s, the Soviets were able to bounce lasers off of buildings to um, listen into what was going on inside. So when I went to school, um, we went to an under, went up the stairs, went to an elevator. It was under um, I can't say where, but really happened. This really goes on. And this um, is while you were in you were in the military, correct? Yes. And so you go okay. down a couple, you know, maybe I, I don't even want to say how far down, but you go down pretty far, and then you go into this entire underground complex, and then you go into a room. And inside that room, suspended by steel cables, is like a 40-foot shipping container. And it's, you know, there's a retractable gangplank, and there's a Marine there. And if you get the password wrong or ID wrong, they'll shoot you. It's a deadly force authorized all throughout the building. You have wow. to pass three different checks before you even get to the door. And then you have three different checks. You've got the daily passcode. You've got your name. You've got all sorts of stuff. And you've got your orders to get in there. So... You need all these things to get in there. And once you go inside, they retract it, they close the door, they seal it. Um, yeah, it's really sealed. It's, you know. And you're committed it. by that point. Well, it's NBI, yeah. It's nuclear biologically <laughs> protected, right? And inside is all the machinery that goes up to the bird. So all the encryption equipment, all the mux, the, the level layer three uh, muxing equipment, uh, multiplexing equipment, and uh, encryption equipment to the transmission device, which goes up to the satellite on the roof. And it was suspended by steel cables. And so um, when you walk into this room, and here's this 40 foot container, the 40 foot container looks like this big because the room is that big. Yeah. <laughs> it's just suspended by steel cables. And you're like, that's my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, later in life, when I worked for Lucent Technologies and um, ATT, I was taken to the ATT uh, Hub Network, Network Operating Center in um, New Jersey. And it's down, it's in the middle of a forest. There's sandbags and hump the army, US military armed Humvees. And you go and it's deep underground. And then there's the ATT switching center. And there's like the entire data center with the big, you know, um, 1983 movie war games. It looks just like that. And that's the ATT. So all these uh, all these network operating centers, there's a few of them, and they're hardened just like that. Later in life, when I went to do my launch my startup in Sydney, Australia. I worked uh, on Harris, on Harris uh, Boulevard in Piermont, and that was the network operating center, the southern termination point for the Southern Cross Internet line, and that was a uh, hardened facility uh, on you know rubber balls and whatever, um, so that it could survive a direct nuke strike. And um, it had three power mains from three different power grids. It had diesel power. It had everything. The, the entire center was, uh, and again, nuclear biologically contained, and can operate for 30 days. And that was my office when I was doing my first startup in Australia. So I'm very familiar with this level of, um, for me, it's like, hey, that's what I was doing, you know? And yes. uh, now right. here it is, you know, years later, people are like, you know, there's no underground bases, and you're like, they're everywhere. <laughs> so, well, um, and the, the crazy thing to me in, hear, in hearing you say that is, you know, the first example that you gave was, when, when you were being trained in the military, but the, the last two or three examples that you gave, I mean, those are essentially private sector businesses. So if you think about a, a private sector business, having that type of operation and that type of technology surrounding their operation. And military protection. 
Exactly. Think yeah. think about what I mean. You like, know, what would they be ultra, working ultra, on? To ultra classified, super top secret. Think about what like the military has, <laughs> or the intel. Um, the intel uh, people have, you know, at, at their disposal for those types of facilities. Well, even to, uh, so, they had this dude on Rogan a couple days ago. And uh, Rogan asked about Bob They gave us, listen, the one thing that I immediately noticed with Bob Lazar is how exceptionally intricate and how exceptionally detailed he was around security things. So, it's very, he goes, to the entire community, it is obvious that he was definitely in that facility. So what he has to say about his experience comports with your experience and your knowledge of what security protocols might be in place. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm just a communications dude, you know, I'm like the guy that's like, (laughs) I was an engineer in the army, like, uh, you know, uh, and I was just a glorified dude to fix shit. You know what I mean? I was a guy under the table. I was the guy pulling out routers, you know, um, you need that, you know, so I understood the whole thing. I could troubleshoot the entire system all the way to satellite and down, but, um, I wasn't doing anything like, I wasn't doing anything cool with the aliens or anything, but, um, what I thought was interesting is Bob Lazar keeps getting proven right and right and right. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said, you know, and then the other thing that was what really, you know, I was told he was just a glorified desk clerk. And then all the things that he said about the elements, one, uh, that were came real. Yeah. So, so I don't, I, I don't know Bob Lazar from Phil Schneider. Um, are are what, they similar what, in their uh, reports? What, they, they, what, Bob Lazar is like the truth dude. I trust him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, Phil we'll the kind of shot himself in the shoulder. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's People actually get into get that, in, right. Yeah, I was gonna say let's get into that. Um, if you could. Can you pull up the map again of the the underground tunnels? Okay. So on the map, um, well, that's the supposed uh, Dulce base. Um, But anyway. By the way, uh, Brandon says, I don't know much, but I do know that AT&T and Lucent aren't kidding around. They have some high-level stuff. Maybe like (laughs) this map? Possibly. So what we're looking at here is a supposed, you know, obviously very basic kind of structural layout of uh, Dulce Base, which is a supposed deep underground base. Uh, I think it's about seven or eight miles north of Dulce, New Mexico, basically on the on the New Mexico-Colorado border. Um, so... If you can remember that map that we looked at, I mean, obviously all over the American Southwest is where you're going to see a lot of these military bases, as well as a lot of the tunnels connecting these bases. I mean, you've got one that's spot on at Dulce, you've got one that's out at Area 51, and a bunch of others as well. Uh, So the story behind Dulce Base is that a guy named Phil Schneider, he was a engineer uh, and geologist uh, contracted, I believe it was through the United States military um, or the intelligence community. But anyway, the United States military or 
you know, one of its branches uh, was going to planning to build this deep underground base. And during the construction of this base, um, they essentially were, were sinking like a, I don't know, like a silo or whatever. They were basically trying to dig down further to establish another level deep underground. And when they, when they sunk this, this piece of equipment down to go deeper, they actually discovered a, like a gigantic cavern that was wide open that they didn't realize was there. They thought they were just going to continue, you know, drilling into solid rock and then eventually bore it out. Um, but according to Phil Schneider, what happened was they, they broke through this barrier and they discovered this giant underground cabin, ca cabin, cavern <laughs> that, that, that was actually inhabited. That was my cabin. They but, found my cabin. <laughs> that well, was actually. Furries, dude. I, I, what is it like if you're xenophile, xenophile or something, if you're into furries? Xenophobic? No, but what if you're into like aliens and everybody dresses as an alien? <laughs> I, Aren't uh, furries just, you know. They, yeah, like, I guess you would call it a xenophile. <laughs> I think that would be a xenophile. Xenophile, I yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Furries scare me. So they punctured this underground cavern. Yeah, they punctured into this underground cavern, and when they when they you know basically entered this this space, uh, the story goes that Phil Schneider, as well as I think I think it was two or three other uh, either engineers or scientists that were helping throughout this construction operation, encountered a secret underground alien base that was actually inhabited by what he is referred to as the large grays. Um, when that happened, he, he claims that an altercation broke out and he claims that he was zapped by some sort of plasma ray. He's got a giant scar, you know, basically from kind of about here all the way down to his belly button. He's missing a few fingers. I think he's got, a shot in the shoulder somewhere and then he had some leg injuries as well so uh that kind of reveals two things you know to to me if in fact the story or portions of it are true number one it reveals that yes the military is building gigantic underground bases without our knowledge basically hiding in plain sight dulce bases supposedly under the archuleta mesa um and obviously if you're looking at it, it looks like a gigantic mesa that it, stretches for miles. Random away. coincidence. Uh, I have some family property like 85 miles from Dolce Base. We should go. We should, we should go. Road trip. Road trip. We should go. Dude, when I get to the yeah. States, when I get to the States. Yeah, we, we should like sneak in through the backyard, right? You know what? I live in Minnesota, so I've got, the, you know, like those those drills that you dig into the ice to go ice fishing. Oh I'll bring, yeah! I'll bring mine. I'll bring mine, Water. and we can drill for ourselves and see if we find anything. <laughs> I don't know how well that'll work in the desert, but we'll see. Yeah. It's worth a shot. It's really difficult yeah. rock. We need a pneumatic so, drill for that. <laughs> yeah, let's rent one of those evergreen uh, tunnel, you know, boards. Yeah, just head sure, down to the rental store. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the operating cost on something like that? Can you imagine? Just yeah. shipping it oh, across the but but anyway, as as I was saying, I think it it gives possibly some validity to 
you know, these, uh, these, the military was out there looking to establish an underground base. Okay. So that kind of blows the lid off of, yes, these gigantic underground military bases do exist. Um, number two, if in fact this incident did happen, um, it also reveals, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people out there that say that aliens are living right beneath our feet and they've been here all along. Um, I so like I said, if, if in fact it is true or there's a little bit of truth to it, it also gives validity to that validity to that theory as Certainly. well. Certainly, yeah. I've dated one. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I call her the exorcist for a reason. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's, um, Filipino, there's Filipino lore that um, they're called an Aswang, which is a mythical creature. That is a woman I saw these on YouTube just the other day for the first time ever. Yeah, and they're from the region where my ex lives. And at night, they turn into a winged creature vampire that flies through the night and sucks the life out of men through their nether regions. <laughs> so it's like a succubus? Or wait, which which one is which one is male and female? Incubus or succubus? Incubus, uh, yeah, yeah. Succubus is, incubus a, is, a, is a male is a demon. Succubus, succubus, succubus. Succubus is a female succubus. demon. Okay, I always I always get them confused. So, have you seen Shadow in the Clouds, the movie? It's actually a very good movie, and it features this large bat-like creature that attacks World War II planes. While they're flying through the air, it's actually a pretty good movie. And I thought it was kind of a random plot to introduce this giant bat creature. Um, but then, like, literally a couple weeks after that, I saw this YouTube video about the creatures you were talking about, Kevin. That's one. And I think that... That's one. Aswang. I think the creature in that movie was modeled after an Aswang. Say it again. An Aswang. Aswang. <laughs> I'm so childish. Jesus Christ. Merch is probably rolling her eyes throwing shots inside the house. Okay, so we really she's probably, diverted. She's Let, me bring it back to, Let me bring it back to military bases. Okay, so guys, um, <laughs> yes, Shut up, <laughs> That was very true as well. So anyway, um, she's runner up to Miss Philippines, by the way. Anyway, okay. um, all things being equal, there are military bases. They are connected. Now, um, I, you get you sent me a bunch of stuff, Tyler. That was I just went on a deep dive after our last conversation. Okay. Yeah, I got a message. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's leave put that in the parking lot. Um, I'm in trouble. Anyway, uh, they exist. So you sent me a, a list. And I started researching that. There are so many patents from the U.S. government that seal up nuclear-powered tunneling machines and all sorts of different technology. And so this is this is what's this is what's odd is um, obviously there's and I'm just going to speculate because we did everything nuclear. I mean, we were going to do nuclear farming. We were going to do nuclear mining. So maybe. We're going to have nuclear-powered airplanes, you know. So we ran a B-52, uh, you know, on nuclear energy, stuff like that. So I understand or it was a B-47, or was it a – no, I don't remember. Point being is we ran all – everything was nuclear. So I'm thinking either it does exist, there's a nuclear-powered 
It makes sense. It makes sense. But there are so many patents for high-end tunneling machines. He also sent me the work on the successful ones, the ones that are in use today. And they can do through solid basalt, the hardest rock possible. Oh, they can solid do, rock. Yeah, they can do 30 miles a year. How do you think That's, they dug CERN? How many, so, how, how many yeah. mile radius is CERN? So if they could do 30 miles a year 50 years ago. And, and they had to dig. One machine. They had, yes, they had, they had to dig a tunnel through solid rock in Switzerland yeah. to through, I forget the uh, the towns and stuff, but straight to CERN. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's an underground tunnel that they dug in a span of like 15 or 20 years. And so the machines that are capable of boring through this solid rock have to be powered by something other than diesel, I would think. Oh, yeah, they're, electri- yeah, they're electrical powered. They run the electric outside. Um, so if the civilian kind can tunnel and create, you know, they seal it with uh, prefabricated concrete, you know, and it's just, they're huge. It's, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what, 60, 60 feet, you know, 60 feet across, something like that. Yeah. Um, huge darn tunnels through solid rock, um, 30 miles a year with one machine. And they've been doing this for 50, uh, since the 50s. 50s. Yeah, 50 right. years. What, what, so think about that. That's 30 miles through solid rock with one machine a year, right? So we have definitely got hundreds, if not thousands of miles of underground dumb tunnels. Well, and to your Easy. point earlier, Kevin, where you said that you trust everything made with Microsoft Paint, I mean, we're talking about, <laughs> we're, we're talking about an ancient piece of software here right so this map that we're looking at has got to be at least 15 years old i would think there's yeah i would think there's a possibly 100 years old yeah and and also with the images that were pulled up on the screen of the tunneling machines that that we saw those are the ones that they're letting us see Dun, dun, dun. So, yes, that was my baseline. My baseline was these machines, which are civilian, can do 30 miles a year. Imagine, imagine what they actually have. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think the map is probably very old too. There are some other maps out there that have a quite, quite a few more tunnels listed on them. Like some of them go up into Canada. Um, and I mean, it's just this, and I'm sure they're not attached pattern across the United America States. I mean, every, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not just North like America. a spider web of tunnels down. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely, Hey, as you're researching stuff, you can definitely tell the middle of the road, speculative, somewhat scientific extrapolation and stuff. Then you can tell the people that are totally tripping balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, this, like, is, this is the weird weird threads podcast i want to yeah. hear about the guys who are tripping balls now yeah well here's the funny thing do you remember um okay so do you remember what they did to okay so we, we spoke about this last time and i want to talk about the men in black and how the government does misinformation and it destroys people's lives so the government would not be doing 
active men in black misinformation and driving people insane because there's nothing there, right? Right. You only do this level. I mean, this is a lot of work. Oh, right? yeah. They, they have to throw you off the scent and, and then fail you that, they, have to, they have to discredit yes. you. And failing that, they have to intimidate you into shutting up. Right. Failing so that, of, yeah, you commit right. suicide by shooting yourself twice in the back of the head. Right. Yeah. So what was the guy's name in Albuquerque that ran in the late 70s a high-end uh, shops? He was a very successful businessman. And he started um, recording the conversations. And that's where the men in black actually got involved, sent him fake stuff, drove him crazy, and he eventually uh, killed himself. Not but sure. they drove they, this in. What's interesting is you have 20 years later, here's the, the federal agent smiling, smiling in an interview. Like, yeah, that was me. I did that. Proud of himself. Yeah, his name was Paul Benowitz. This man's life. His name was Paul Benowitz. Yeah. And the yeah. dude was legit. He, yeah. he said, hey, this stuff's really going on. I found it. And he, he went to the Air Force because he was Yeah, he, he saw it and he reported it. To the and, Air Force because he's a and they patriot. and they yeah. basically led him down this rabbit hole that eventually drove him insane and ended up hmm. well yeah the the final ruling is that he committed suicide by two shots to the back of the head which makes perfect yeah, just like Gary Webb right just like Typical. Gary Webb with the San Jose New York Free News right but that take that that also takes us back to Phil Schneider so he's right. got this incredible story about actually getting into a firefight with aliens that live underground that have been there, been there for, you know, God knows how long. So is that this dude here? Yes. So he goes on, you know, he basically turns whistleblower. He turns himself uh, into, you know, basically like this mouthpiece where he's going. uh, He's, he's pretty much getting any venue that he can to get this information out to the public that you know not only are these i I guess it goes a little bit further you know kind of his his themes were look deep underground military bases exist uh number two aliens do live beneath our feet and they have been there for a very long time because we found them number three he claims that following that firefight uh that the united states government actually came to an agreement with these underground aliens and they decided to make dulce base a basically a joint project where the government works with these aliens uh and you know basically these aliens can operate with impunity and there is an an entire level maybe two levels of this entire underground base where it's dedicated to basically these aliens doing experiments on humans i can only assume this agreement is uh in exchange for tech more than likely there's there's a rumor out there that some of the some of the information that either phil schneider took out of the base or somebody else leaked from the base led to the development of stealth technology that we have oh so but the the difficult thing is I've known about Phil Schneider for a very long time. Um, there used to be a lot of information out there on Phil Schneider. Uh, there used to be an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to him. It had information about where he grew up, his childhood, um, you know, what his career trajectory looked like up until the point um, of his death, pretty much. 
and that page doesn't exist anymore. And speaking of his death, uh, following, you know, doing all these, these speaking engagements and, and letting this information out, I mean, given the guy's injuries, Phil Schneider had some health problems um, as a result of his injuries. Whether he got those from getting in a firefight with aliens, I'm a bit on the fence on that. Um, but basically after doing a number of these speaking engagements, he's found number one, he writes a letter to his wife that says, look, I'm out there putting this information to the public. I do not want to kill myself. If I die, please know that I did not do it. Well, he's later found dead. I think it was in a hotel room, um, with there's there's two variants of this out there one of them says that they found him dead with a piece of piano wire uh still strung around his neck the other one says that uh it was a piece of medical tubing that was you know basically tied around his neck medical tubing okay yeah yeah so the likelihood of suicide uh, you know from from that type of action you know a lot of people have determined that the likelihood of suicide is fairly low yeah i can see it as a possibility but i think it's probably pretty low this sounds like someone who worked for the dnc who died a few years ago his name is seth rich yeah anyway uh we, we were, won't we get banned we for that we can't kind of... say we can't we won't get banned i can say his name and i okay. can also say the fbi has his laptop if I knew he was in touch with uh, Julian Assange. And... Are we still... Hey, oh. watchers, are we still on? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to check on Kevin. We... Kevin opens his mouth. Did they cut the feed? Did you kill us again, Kevin? Hey. Uh, <clears throat> so here's my take. I believe that Phil was actually part of a group. Uh, I believe Phil, this is my personal opinion. I look at his body language and he really needed to be believed versus Bob Lazar, who's married, matter of fact. Maybe it's an emotional thing. Maybe it's a psychological thing. Maybe the dude just was like beat down because nobody believed him. I don't know. Bob Lazar kind of had a fuck you if you don't believe me attitude. You know what I mean? I really. And yeah. this guy really needed to be believed. So this guy was like, and I grew up, you know, in the full gamut of Pentecostal churches. So. I can spot that kind of thing a mile away, perhaps. Now, I'm not saying that Pentecostal, I should be careful here because I do, I'm a Christian. <laughs> but to people like, oh my God, heresy. Oh, oh, next, no. you know, my family's all blocking me. Because uh, I got, you know, family's all in Alaska and stuff. So here's what I think. I think that he was probably involved, had this information secondhand, maybe thirdhand, and was pushing out. Maybe he did, but maybe he was there. I'd like and to believe him that he was. I think maybe uh not necessarily stolen valor maybe somebody wanted him to be the one to message it uh maybe he took it upon himself to do the messaging maybe uh the other people ended up disappeared and he was the one left over to tell the story um i do believe he shot himself in the shoulder credibility to his story yeah. Well, yeah, for example, like last, you know, and then he's like, hey, last month I was shot in the shoulder for telling <laughs> And you're like, magically missing the clavicle. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but I mean, seriously? Um, the, yeah, yeah. The, so he's saying, guy, like, look at this guy. Yeah, so 
What's going um, on with them? I don't know. I, I, I believe that maybe he got a hold of some info. I think he embellished a bit of it. Um, he definitely ended up dead. <laughs> <laughs> I should true. be laughing right now. Maybe his, his, you uh, know, his you offspring know, is like, based yeah. on that last picture, it looks like he died in a coal mine. Um, when you uh, are strangled, you turn. That's from strangulation. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not blue. He's black. Yeah, move yeah. it back. Move it back. Cause... So, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on, on that, Kevin. Um, <clears throat> the, you know, the, the theory that maybe he borrowed the story or is asked to deliver the story. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. What, what leads me to believe that he is, that he, might be telling, you know, mostly the truth is, you know, the existence of these facilities and the the injuries that this guy has, um, which, I mean, maybe they happened in the past and they were all separate incidents. Um, that could be the case. But I would I would think that, you know, if he's out there basically on the national stage saying that he got into a firefight with aliens and he's saying, look, I lost, you know, three fingers on this hand. I got hit with a plasma, you know, some sort of alien weapon through my chest. Um, you would think that somebody would come out and say, Phil, shut the fuck up. You had heart surgery, you know, yeah. or yeah, you were chopping down a tree and you cut your fingers off with a chainsaw, you idiot. Um, and as far as I know, nobody has stepped forward to, to say anything like that against this guy to debunk um, his claim to, to debunk, to debunk his claim as to how he received these injuries. So that says a little bit to me. And I mean, you now is you he know, the first, is he the first guy who's uh, who, who has a somewhat credible sounding story about. No, I mean, it's, it's very tied correctly with the other guy from Albuquerque. Um, those two were definitely seeing something going on. Yeah. Because remember, well, the, he's a- the, the, main, the main difference, though, I think, between Schneider and Benowitz is Benowitz was reporting uh, above-ground activity. He was basically reporting UFO activity. Um, and I, I believe that he was also reporting uh, disturbances, like, like the feeling of an earthquake, pretty much. Um, oh. And I would have to go back and look for sure, but I think I remember reading that, you know, I mean, Benowitz was a very smart man. Um, he had hooked up, you know, like size, seismology equipment. He was a scientist as well, I think. So he was measuring this stuff. And I think the fact that he had so much data on, look, the earth is shaking. I'm seeing weird shit in the sky. What are you guys doing over there? Um, I think that's what probably scared uh you know, the air force or, or military or whoever it was that, that did, decided to go after him. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you look at, okay, he's Benowitz is seeing UFOs and he's reporting that the ground is shaking. Phil Schneider, who's in roughly the same area, uh, looking at roughly the same base is saying, yeah, they're digging into the ground and there's aliens underneath there. Um, the two kind of go together. You know, totally. So, yeah, I, well, I, I, I don't know, know if the guy is completely telling the truth. I believe in giants. You know, giants are in the Bible, <laughs> and 
and Nebulifim. like in existence in existence now or references. like Nebulifim. Nebulifim. Yeah, yeah, are, are you talking? Are you talking like that? Those who ancient, hide ancient. underneath okay. the earth won't be safe during the the end times, right. and and to me, so there's some close parallels with what the Bible's saying, and with what's being um, talked about this is tonight. A whole other week long yeah. uh, discussion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a whole nother. That's a whole nother. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I tend to, I used to be the type of person when I, when I was much, much younger, I would see something like this and I would go bullshit. Um, now that I've actually been exposed to so much information and I actively seek out, you know, the, the weirder information that that people that that people either don't want to know or they don't know that they don't know um stuff like this i still kind of take take with a grain of salt and say you know it's it's definitely possible and when you start connecting the dots um and you know paul benowitz is just one of the dots that you can connect to this story Mm -hmm. um i think good portion of it's true do you think there's a possibility a good portion maybe 80 percent of it's true and the other 20 percent is i would say 20 percent true and 80 percent. yeah i mean i said this last time they got deleted but who remembers end of days right when arnold schwarzenegger took a machine gun and was shooting satan with the gap Right. Right. If all it took to hit the devil was a freaking machine gun, why didn't we think of that 120 years ago? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> so, no, I do not believe Delta Force got in a shootout with aliens in Dolce, New Mexico. Okay. No. Yes, I do believe maybe they drilled down and found something. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I think just like what's going on with the alphabet movement, I'm not going to even mention it because it's a letter that happens after P. Um, I believe it's disinformation <laughs> to make people look wacky. What oh, I, believe, I totally, I totally agree I, with what you. What I believe is that dude, maybe they found a freaking ancient alien base. And I believe they gave him psychedelics and fucked this dude up and convinced him of a whole nother story and then let him loose on the world because con- convincing because convincing the world and convincing the individual that you're completely batshit insane is what they do and it's what they do best right and i believe Absolutely. what happened was maybe they found something ancient and then they freaking mk ultra this dude yep i honestly believe that you I, know what i like that theory I, like I think the dude. I, I think yep. maybe they found an ancient thing, and then they emptied ultra the dude, so that nobody people would be like, "Delta Force." Okay. Machine gun <laughs> you know, right? So I think what they did. I think the dude found something, and then they maybe MK ultraed him. I think yeah. that's really you know at the end of the day that was my that's so my want something of like military import or uh, even potentially extraterrestrial. But they had to make him, they had to make his story so far out there that no one would ever believe him. Yeah. And if they did believe him, they would basically, uh, by association, look like. Yeah. 
I've had alphabet agencies try to um, destroy my reputation in other in other countries, and they start by as soon as they uh, remove your credit, they, they attack your credibility. Yeah. So they'll they'll plant stories, create stories, have people say stuff. Uh, it's like um, thank God it was never you know you know what I'm saying. So if you're if you're yeah. doing something, you're a threat to somebody. They can use agencies in other in other countries to sure. stop you from doing a business, stop you from being competitive, stop you from getting investment. Um, or just destroy your life. And so yeah. I've seen it firsthand. I've dealt with it. I've had to deal with it for like 10 years. And I, whenever I see stuff like this, I, I, I think that maybe the dude was like either needed to be convinced. He had like an emotional investment in this. And that's kind of tied to his identity. Or maybe um, maybe the MK altered the guy. Yeah. And in that way, you know. Could be. It could be. Whatever it was, they wanted to make sure the people did not find out about it yeah so what uh what real quick what are we looking at for time we're so we're minutes. at uh almost an hour here okay okay we should you know what we should probably wrap it up here for the next couple of minutes is there anything um, that we didn't cover that we should have about this scottish imported uh, underground military bases phil schneider <laughs> experiences i uh, i don't think so i mean you know, if, if we were to just focus on deep underground military bases, uh, I've got an entire list that, you know, I was kind of scrolling through it and well, I didn't even get to the, I didn't even get to the end of it. And we'll do it again. We'll do this um, again. Maybe we, yeah, we, we could talk about those at some point. And oddly enough, that list I found on wow. a certain page on a certain social media platform and I can't copy the text. I don't want to talk about dumbs again, to be honest with you, because that's very sensitive. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 we don't talk about this. Listen, let's talk about aliens. I think the All next right. one, let's do Let's have a fun Bigfoot one, you know? Well, hey, no, hey, but, but the, hey, the, 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 we'll call it dumb and dumber. Talking about aliens ties into dumbs, man, because they're know, connected. The they're are, joint, hey, they're they're hey, joint forces. Are, some of those lists are too... You know, okay, so here's the thing. That shit exists. I know it exists. I don't want to, like, you guys would talk about bases and stuff. I'll be like, yeah, I'm not talking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Georgia? No, I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what's I funny is one of the reasons we get deplatformed is because we hit. The- what do you think the government Alex Jones, bitch? It's the, it's the nature. <laughs> I mean, it's the nature of the of the subject matter. So it is, you know. But you can dance around it, and we're trying our best to yeah. do that. Yeah. So, and it's okay. I think what we're going to talk about next time is something called the Black Eye Club. Ooh, speaking of jumping into the from the fire, yeah, we're jumping yeah. right, we're jumping right into no, the fire let's on that. Oh. Let's, just, let's just go out on that limb. Oh man, we'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> it's a it, it's a, it's an extremely interesting topic. What is the black uh, eye club? The black and how do club, I join? It, it's it's basically thought <laughs> to be a a. <laughs> An initiation ritual, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you guys, you guys told me I need to keep looking at the screen, and I look around when I talk, and I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, yeah. I mean, the theory is that it's some sort of initiation ritual into uh, a, a very elite club. We'll just leave it at that. So yeah. very exclusive membership club. Yeah, yeah. So and is from what I can tell, I'm I, intrigued. I do not want to be a part of that club. So, um, no, no, but no, hey, guys. No. I, hey, there is an uh, there is an eternal life. You know what I mean. And I will not sell my soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, by the way, would you like to have some of this adrenochrome? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that kind of weird. Hey, so. yeah. Hunter S. Thompson wrote about that shit in 1972. Oh, I know. And his lawyer got it from a Satanist that he was a pedophile that he got off on a trial. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. And that was written about in 1972. Yeah, it's there. Just put a little dot on your tongue, bro. There. there. So before Kevin eats his <laughs> fava beans, let's um. <laughs> why don't Why don't we wrap this one up? So, if anybody, if anybody, uh, you know, watching right now or listening, if you guys have any thoughts on this topic, uh, you know, we're on. Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, we're in Telegram, we're on MeWe, we're kind of everywhere. So Especially just look for, if you're a deep state, we really want to hear from yes, you. We've we got the inside scoop. Deep, and yes. by deep state, I mean deep. If you like are, if you're a deep underground military bunker yeah. status. If you're a whistleblower. No, 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 no. If you're a whistleblower, we want to hear from no, you. No, we are not set up for that. Look at Julian Assange. Uh, I don't. I know we can barely get our. I don't want to hear from anybody. We can barely anybody. get our internet this connection to see work. See my name, Kevin Leversey. You do not send me Jack nothing. No. Okay, no, we'll no, send no, it. No, no, no. Send it to me. No. Do you have a Christian dude? No way. <laughs> I'm this stuff. By the way, I like your shirt, Mike. Is oh, thank you. Can we zoom in on this? Can we get a closer look? Yeah, I, it might. Does it turn out backwards yeah, yeah, on the screen? Yeah, there we go. There we go. So See, I have... recognize this from a game I used to play in like third grade. Yeah, the Oregon Trail. It rocked on computers on Apple II. Oregon Trail. Kids today would not survive the Oregon I Trail. I love game. that. Hey, is that is that covered wagon part of the Evergreen Line? I have no idea. I have no idea. Do, do they know it's covered wagons too? Like Oregon <laughs> Machines Hyperloop. Uh, do they also do covered wagons? Maybe, maybe. So I just know it says you have died of the great reset. Are they human trafficking under that covered wagon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is oh, there a bunch dude. of Mexicans in there? <sighs> All right, let's let's wrap this up before okay, we guys, get, before we get um, too good. So one, Monday, Monday or Tuesday? Um, you know what? Let's shoot for Monday. Um, Monday. of course. You know, on all the the various channels, I'll be sure as soon as we have it concrete, uh, we'll get the the time and date out there. Um, but yeah, let's shoot for Monday at again at nine o'clock Central Standard Time. So excellent! Thank you we'll for joining that. us, everybody. We will see you then Monday. Yes, thanks, everybody.